Okay. So the, the idea that the Quran was, was talking about the past few pieces, he's now going to uh, use that concept and, and apply it to explain one of the most uh, difficult stories in all of Chumash, really, is the story of the Meraglim. What was, uh, this, uh, you know, when it comes to Meraglim, there's a number of questions. First of all, how they mess up so badly, Moshe Benu handpicked them. Second of all, Bechlau, what's the whole reason why he's sending Meraglim to begin with to get to Eretz Yisrael? So the whole Maislam Raglam, the Kamaran is going to use the idea that we were we'll talking about to explain. But one last piece of the puzzle needs to be spoken out, and then we'll be able to see it inside together. So until now, what the, what the Rebbe has been telling us was, is that in order, again, this was the paradox that he was discussing, which is that in order for a Yid to truly, in order for the Nefeshul kiss, let's put it this way, in order for the Nefeshul kiss, in order for, for the Nesham of a Yid, to experience and to serve the Rabbanu Shalom with absolute mysterious nefesh and bittal mamish, to leave, to, to become lost in the Rabbanu Shalom mamish, that's a lot of helium. And in order for that to, in order to allow the Neshama to do that, there has to be a balance. There has to be a strong bag of sand to make sure that even after that whole avoida, you still are able to uh, survive it. So in order to survive such an intense level of bittal, of ayin, then there has to be, therefore, parallel to that, a very strong sense of yesh. And so this is what the, what the Rebbe was telling us, is that every yid has an efficial kiss, which its natural instinct is now to become ayin, to become lost in God. But in order for, to allow that to happen to its fullest degree, there has to be an efficial Bahamas, which at the end of the day is going to ensure that the efficial kiss is able to be drawn back into this world after the experience. Right? And so that's what he's been talking about, how there's an unbelievable mila and benefit, and in, to a certain degree, the Nefesh is, is like the Ezer Kenegdai, because there's a part of you that's anchored in this world, that's what allows the other part of you to soar to the highest place. Because if you didn't have the part of it that's anchored down here, if you were to allow yourself to soar to the highest place, you'd never come back down. And so that's what he's been saying until now. Now the next Nakuda that we need to know, the next Yisaid, then, we'll, then he'll explain it with the Meraglim, is that it's deeper than that. Not only is the function of the nefesh of Bahamas, the animal soul, the part of you that's earthly, just there to make sure that you have somewhere to come back to after you soar to the highest place, and that's what allows you to go up. You know, a plane can only take off if it if, if partner knows how to land it. If you don't know how to land, you're not allowed to take off. So not only does the nefesh of Bahamas allow there to be a healthy landing, but it's more than that. The ultimate tachlis of all of creation is not to become lost in God. The ultimate tachlis of all of creation is for us to be able to experience God, to be able to feel the pleasure of what it's like to be attached to God. And so in order to ultimately experience that pleasure of elikos, of godliness, you need two things. You need a part of you that knows how to go to God and to become part of His world. But you also need a part of you that knows how to have pleasure and knows how to how to know, how to, how, to, how, to, how to be a something. So in other words, this is the paradox and the irony of, of, of life, that the ultimate tachlis is to experience the pleasure of what it's like to become lost in God, which means that you need two parts. You need a part of you that knows what it's like, that, that knows how to become lost in God, but a part of you that knows what, like what it's like to experience pleasure. And so says the Kamaran, this is what we're going to see in this Nakuda where he connects to the Meraglim, is that the part of you that's anchored in this world, the somethingness of who you are, the part of you that's, that, that has an identity, that has a sense of self, not only does it function as a bag of sand or as the, the landing gear of the plane, 
But ultimately, the tachlis could only, the, the purpose of creation and the whole reason why you're going up is only going to be fulfilled because there's a part of you that know what it's, that, 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 that could experience the pleasure of that. And so this is what the Kamarna we're going to see in a moment. The Kamarna calls this the complete transformation of the ego, of the sense of I of the person, Bikdusha. The I Bikdusha. That's what we're going to see in a second. And this is what we're going to, and the Kamarna is going to explain. This is the end of Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael is a place on planet Earth that parallels the part of the Jew, which is the bag of sand. So, and, and this is where it becomes ironic. By big tzaddikim, by the Mraglam, as we're going to see, Eretz Yisrael was like a Yerida. Because in the Midbar, what were they doing by the Midbar? They were going up to nothingness. They were, they were mamish going to that place of mamish Bithel. And then they come, to, and Moshe says, but all of this is to get to Eretz Yisrael. And they actually get to Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael is like so physical and so tangible and so practical. And they're like, that's the Yerida. So what we're going to see is, no, 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 not only is Eretz Yisrael not a Yerida, First of all, Eretz Yisrael, the only reason why in the Midbar you were able to go to a high place was because there's a part of you that's Eretz Yisrael, Dick. That's the bag of sand. But more than that, even the very reason why in the Midbar you were going to a high place was ultimately to, to, to get to the Tachlis of creation, which is what? To experience their Banish Shalom, to be able to, to point, like the Gemara says in the end of Tainus, right? To point with a finger and say, Zashem Kivinu like. And in order to point with a finger to say, Zashem Kivinu like, you have to have a finger. Because you have to have a sense of self, you have to have an identity. And that's what Eretz Yisrael is. And to a certain degree, in Chabad Chassidus, we're taught that it's this idea of your identity, which is your yesh, giving you the ability to experience God, that Hashem Kivinulai, means that in its very, very root, your identity was Be'emes, the deepest thing in the world. It was God's identity. It was God's identity. Because the only one that can say Zeh Hashem is really God Himself. So ironically... So what's greater, the part of you, the nefesh of a kiss that soars to heaven, that mamish becomes lost in God, or the part of you that is ultimately capable of pointing with a finger and say like, Zashem Kivinulai. So ironically, it's the part of you that can point with a finger. So when the nefesh of a kiss finally works through all the nefesh of Bahamas is in Yonim, it's the nefesh of Bahamas that's the deepest thing in the world. Because it's the nefesh of Bahamas that not only allow the nefesh of a kiss to do its thing, and not only is it the nefesh of Bahamas, but it's the nefesh of Bahamas that, that will give the nefesh of a kiss the ability to actually know who, the God, who God is, that it's been becoming lost in all these years. And, and whenever you have two people, one person like chaps the Gemara and can say, that's the Gemara, that's the Pshat. And the other person is like, you know, I sort of kind of think and he's getting lost in it. It's the person that, that's able to point with a finger. Clearly, like that person's on a higher Madragan learning. So if the Nefesh of Bahamas is ultimately capable at the end of the day, after all the refinement and after all the Inyanim, but at the end of the day it's capable of pointing with the finger and saying, this is the Rabbani Shalom, that's to a certain degree deeper than what the Nefesh of Kis has been doing, which is just, you know, getting lost in that space. And so this is what Eretz Yisrael is. So Moshe Rabbeinu, as we're going to see in a second, Moshe Rabbeinu sends the Meragun to Eretz Yisrael to work this out, to somehow incorporate... To, to, to bring Klai Yisrael and the world to the ultimate tachlis, which is to be able to point with a finger and say Zashem Kivinulai, and to be able to actually ex- experience and and enjoy the experience of getting lost in God. So you need Nefesh kiss to travel to God, but then you need Nefesh Bahamas to hop what's going on and to have a sense of self to experience and to enjoy benefit in that experience. And so that's what Eretz Yisrael was. We'll see in a second. It'll become a little more clear. Hopefully, as the Rebbe says it. So again, we're up to Ayis Yud, 
Shin Lamites. Vizel Inyan Hamaraglim. This is the Inyan of the Maraglim. Sheshalach Moshe Das Elyon. The Moshe Rabbeinu specifically is the one that sends, right, the Maraglim to Eretz Yisrael. So it's in, right over here, he calls Moshe Rabbeinu, not just um, like Moshe Rabbeinu, he calls him Das Elyon. They hire the higher Das. This is, that's a term that we find in the Kisvari, without getting into, into technical details of what that means. But it, you know, why is he calling Moshe Rabbeinu Das Elyon over here? It could be he's hinting to the idea is that, like, don't think that Moshe Rabbeinu didn't know what he's doing. Like, there was a Das Elyon, there was a, a higher motivation that's going on over here. It's not, stam, it's not a Stam Zach. Like, again, you read the Chumash or whatever, it's, it looks like it was a mistake, right? And it looks like it was like a very natural thing. You're conquering a country, so you sign a Semiraglim. Almost as if Moshe Rabbeinu didn't trust Hashem. Moshe is Das Elyon. There's an Yonu going on, and there was Kavanas that he had. So, what was the Indian of sending to Eretz Yisrael? So he says, because everything we've been talking about, Eretz Yisrael represents, and it is, the place of Yira. When we say Yira over here, so Yira is a code word for this sense of self. It's interesting, because we think of Yira Shemaim. The Gemara says, So in other words, Yira Shemaim represents everything that's your domain. Everything that's for you to do. Good holy things. But Lamai it's you and not God. The Nefesh is not Yira Shemaim. The nefesh of the kiss is Hakol Bidei Shemaim. He's that part of the sentence. The nefesh of Bahamas is the part that, that here is Chutz Miyir Shemaim. So again, you know, so any, any, that sense of self and power and control, which could be used in a good way, in a beautiful, beautiful way to become a God-fearing Jew. But that sense of independence from the Rabbanu Shalom, that's Eretz Yisrael, that's the nefesh of Bahamas. And for the Meraglim, who the whole Midbar period were Hakol Bidei Shemaim, so going to that place of Chutz Miyir Shemaim, it felt like a terrible Yerida. But Moshe Rabbeinu is saying to them, no, 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 no. It's the Chutz Meir Shemayim part that first of all only allowed you to experience HaKol Shemayim. And ultimately the Tachlis is not HaKol Shemayim. The Tachlis is to be able to point with a finger and to say, Zashem Kivinu And to point with a finger means it has to be a you. And you have to feel a sense of independence and a sense of power and a sense of accomplishment and a sense of purpose. And that's what Eretz Yisrael brings us. So this is why Moshe Rabbeinu, as he says, is going to bring us to Eretz Yisrael. So he says, V'inyan again, ki Eretz Yisrael huvachinaz yira. Eretz Yisrael means yira, means a sense of independence. Again, a holy independence and a holy sense of purpose, but ultimately not hakobidei shemayim. Ani, a sense of I. Umisha toifis anava be'emes. And someone who truly is humble in their avodah Hashem and is working through all these different sides of the person properly and their nefesh is, is healthy and their nefesh Bahamas is healthy. Then what, what they'll be able to do is to convert their somethingness to their nothingness. And they'll work together and they'll partner with each other. And the person at the end of the day will, and what you'll see at the end of the day is a person who's full of passion and desire and motivation, but ultimately very, very humble at the same time. And that's not a steer, you know. The Chavetz Chaim, you know, uh, the Chavetz Chaim was the most humble person in the world. But the Chavetz Chaim was a fire. The Chavetz was a fire. And when he saw a problem, he went to fix it. And he was not, uh, and he wasn't shy and meek. And if he had to say something to all of Klai Yisrael about what we had to work on, Chavetz Chaim was the most humble person in the world. It's not a steer, because when the nefesh of Bahamas, which is the something, and the nefesh of Kis, which is the nothingness, when they're when they're working together and they help each other, then that results in a person that's unbelievably humble, but 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 filled with a sense of purpose at the same time. And so he says, so um, and again, and then the person will then know where he'll need 
his yira, where he'll need his nefesh abamas, and it won't take the person's life over. He'll know when to use it. What are what are examples that you have to use it? Shabbat. Akvam is the heel. Like he'll, he'll need it when he when he needs it. So one example when the person will need, know that he'll need a nefesh a Bahamas in a healthy way is when he has to help other people. If people are stuck in a low place, like the example I just go to Chavos If he sees a problem, then he'll scream about it and he'll try to be mechazik other people. All of a sudden, you know, it's like. Uh, you know, it's like, well, it's getting late, but it's like what the, the Kutzker used to say, that, um, you know, someone said, the Kutzker said, everything should be used for Avodah Hashem. So someone asked him, no, Rebbe, what about Tapikarsis? What about atheism? There's no, to, for, to believe that there's no God, how could that be used in Avodah Hashem? So the Kutzker said, very simple. An Ani knocks on the door, and he says, he needs some help, he needs some staka. The response is not, Abraham's elephant. At that moment, there is no God. All there is is you. All there is is you, and you have to take care of the situation. So in others, when it comes down to a situation that needs your help, then that's not the moment to have an official kiss and say, oh, the Ebishter, you know, there's no such thing as Bechira. <laughs> you know, at that moment, you're an Ebishter Bahamas and you get it done. So at that moment, you're an atheist and you say, it's, not, you know, it's, it's completely totally in me. There's no one else to help. So again, that's a moment where the Ebishter Bahamas is vital and necessary. So that it's a matter of no. But again, the, the more we, we understand and recognize the, 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 the place for the Nefesh of Hamas and the place for the self and the ego, the more we'll be able to use it healthfully and properly at the right time and the right way. Okay, Hashem Shabbat is even talking about it. I'm learning better to throw a little bit Moshe Rabbeinu. I like to uh, get back to with Moshe Rabbeinu. Rachamim, Vyaskot, Sabbat.